Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Through education, motivation, and implementation, we will bridge the gap between knowing and doing so we can master fat loss naturally and help you reach your highest potential. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today we're going to be talking about food. And one of the most common questions I get, which is, how much should I be eating? Whether that's, how much protein should I be having at each meal? Or how many grams of fat should I be striving for? How many grams of carbs is too many? And these are great questions. We want rules. We want numbers. And a simple Google search will give you millions of people's opinions on these questions. The number one reason there are so many answers to these questions is because you'll read them. You want them. You want to know how many grams of protein to have each day. Not because You are going to do that and do it consistently, but because it feels good to have concrete answers even when we don't use them. Here's a pro tip just right out of the gate. Stop looking for somebody else's answers and start consistently doing the work to create and find your own. There is no more reliable answer than the one you find through your hard work and effort. There are not, like I hate to be the one to break this to you, there are not generalized answers to these questions. There are plenty of answers out there, but they are guesses. They are not your right answer. Let me tell you why I don't want you looking for these answers on the internet or on a podcast or trusting somebody when they say, shoot for X many grams of protein. Here's why I don't want you to trust those answers. Because things like body size matter tremendously. And you're thinking, well, some of them ask me how much I weigh, so that makes it reliable. Activity level matters tremendously. And you might say, well, they ask, like, are you sedentary or do you work out regularly? Okay, but think about this. One big variable is how often you eat, right? So when people say, well, how much fat should I have at each meal? Well, I mean, how many meals are you eating? So many people will say, this is what I have for breakfast. Is that too much fat? For example, I get this one very regularly. I'm having bacon and eggs and some avocado and just a tiny little bit of bulletproof coffee for breakfast. Is that too much fat? And some of you are probably thinking, oh my gosh, yeah, that sure is. And my answer is, well, I don't know. I don't know because I don't know what you're eating the rest of the day. I don't know if that is your biggest and primary meal of the day or if the rest of your meals are completely lean and green with just lean proteins and vegetables. So it really matters. Some people eat six or seven times a day. And you might be thinking, oh, I don't. 
But if you have a few handfuls here and there a couple of times plus a few meals, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. So when people say, strive for two to four ounces of protein at each meal, I'm like, well, how many meals are we talking about? Because I know for me, my best days are the days where I eat twice, right? So I'm not usually hungry in the morning. I don't usually eat in the morning. Lunch is my primary meal. And then I have a small dinner. That is when I feel the best. So I'm eating more than two or three ounces of protein in those meals because I only eat twice, right? The answers are going to be so different based on your body size, your activity level, your goals, how many times you eat in a day, the kinds of foods you enjoy eating. Some people don't like fattier proteins like chicken thighs or salmon. Some people don't eat pork products, so bacon or sausage is out for them, and maybe they're sticking to cleaner uh, or leaner versions of protein like chicken breast or white fish. And so their numbers are going to look very, very different from somebody who loves macadamia nuts and avocado and bacon and salmon and chicken thighs, right? Not only that, The other thing I really want to bring up here that I think often is overlooked when we look for these answers is I think it's kind of a dieting strategy to expect to eat the same amount day to day, right? We like to have these numbers so that we can strive to hit them every day. But think about it. Hunger is influenced by sleep and stress and hormones and activity level. And I don't know about you, but sleep and stress and hormones and activity level for me are not constants. They are variable and therefore my hunger is variable. And when I had the expectation back in my dieting days, this is my meal plan or this is my calorie allotment and I need to hit it when I would have a day where I was ravenous at eight in the morning and I just wanted to eat everything I could get my hands on or a meal that normally would satisfy me just didn't on this day for some reason, I felt like a failure. I felt like I blew it. I felt like something was wrong with me when in reality something was wrong with my strategy. My variable factors that influence hunger, sleep, stress, hormones, activity level, they change from day to day. So there's nothing wrong with me if the meals that really satisfied me and made me feel amazing yesterday aren't doing the trick today. Sometimes we wake up and we're just not hungry, but we always have this breakfast and so we eat it. But realistically, guys, our fuel needs are different from day to day because our body is different from day to day. Don't get me wrong. If it totally works for you to eat the same thing day in and day out because you like the routine and it's working for you, then do what works for you. But I know from having my own experiences and from working with thousands of clients, it doesn't work for most people, right? So the next time you feel frustrated that the breakfast you've been having for the last two weeks that normally satisfies you all of a sudden doesn't, well, you're right. That's normal. There's nothing wrong with you. That is normal. To assume that these things are going to be constant day in and day out, that's kind of crazy, right? It's kind of crazy. 
the factors that influence our fuel needs are not constant for most of us, right? For some people, you are the same. You sleep the same. Your stress level's constant. Like, okay, cool, good. But most of us, that's not the case. Some days I'm not very hungry, so I don't eat very much. Other days I'm ravenous, so I eat more. For me, that's part of working with my body and not against it. Now, I know that can be very vague and hard to navigate, so I want to be practical with you here today. I'm not just saying, oh, there are no answers, sorry, you're screwed. But let's value questions more than answers. Let's seek our own answers versus hitching our wagons to somebody else's answers that aren't specific to our bodies and our lifestyle and how often we eat and how active we are. So I want to walk you through a series of questions that's going to help you create your own answers. The first question that anybody who emails me and says, how much protein should I have at each meal or how many grams of fat should I be striving for? The first thing you need to assess is, is what you're doing now working for you? Is it giving you the result that you want? Do you feel well? Do you have energy? Is your hunger manageable? Are your cravings under control? Is it working for you? Part of that is, are you getting the results that you want? If you want weight loss, are you losing weight? If you want to put on muscle, is that happening for you? And the other part of it is, do you think you can sustain it or are you totally miserable and you know, like, I'm hanging on for dear life here, but I can't do this forever? Is it sustainable? And also, do you feel good when you are doing it? If working out is a part of your life, do you have the energy to sustain your workouts? Do you feel focused throughout your workday? Is it working for you? Now, when we evaluate this, you have to really consider... Not, oh, well, this ideal, if and when I do that, that works. No, what you actually do, not what you intend to do, what you are actually doing is it working, all right? That's the first thing. If it's working, keep doing it. If it is working and you are feeling good, keep doing what you are doing. Now, for the rest of you that are like, Well, I'm not following through on my intentions. We're judging what you actually do, not your grand plan that you shoot for and miss, right? So what you are actually doing, if you're like, no, I'm not either making the progress I want or the rate of progress that I want, the first thing I want you to look at is, is the quality of your food there? The quality of the food. And what I mean when I say that is primarily... Am I eating whole foods? Where are the processed foods and can I dial that back? That might be the little indulgences here and there. Maybe it's, you know, the the chocolate that you enjoy or some treat after dinner or it's alcohol. Where are their processed food products and how can I start to make incremental improvements, not broad, huge, sweeping overhauls, incremental improvements dialing down those places where the processed foods creep in? Now, for some of you, it might be the treats, the sweets, the you know stuff you eat off your children's plate. For other people, it might be the things that you think are a well-intentioned part of your ideal way of eating. What I mean when I say that are things like bars and shakes. 
If you are not seeing the results you want or the pace of progress that you want, are there well-intentioned things that are slightly lower quality, and by that I mean not whole foods, that you can start to dial down. I see people really holding themselves back with the convenience foods of bars and shakes. So is the quality there? That is one of the simplest, easiest improvements you can make is to just adjust the quality of your food by dialing down the processed stuff. Even if you feel like, oh, but it's just a few bites of this or that, that might be the thing that is keeping you from seeing what you want or from feeling your best. More whole foods, fewer processed foods, right? Now, you might be thinking, nope, the quality is totally there. I've got the quality down. Before I move on to the next one, I want to remind you, don't be attached to something that's not working. So often we get caught up in our egos and we're like, no, 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 I'm doing everything right. Dude, if it's not working for you, it's not right for you. Maybe on paper you've been told that it should produce results. Well, if it's not, it's not. So don't get caught up in your ego defending something that's not working for you. Keep it really black and white. If you're doing it and doing it consistently and you're not getting the results you want, time to move on, time to change something up. So the next thing that I want you to evaluate is your consistency. Is the consistency there? Or are you judging what you do based on what you do on the good days, but not looking at the big picture? Are you judging what you do based on what you do Monday through Thursday and then kind of like forgetting about Friday through Sunday? What can you do to be slightly more consistent? What would be a small improvement you can bring to the table to level up that consistency there. Because if your consistency isn't there and you aren't getting results, you feel good about the quality of your choices, you've got to focus on being more consistent. Once you hit something and you're like, yeah, that's my thing. That's what I need to work on. Don't go looking for other solutions, right? If you know, for example, that you're not being consistent, stop investigating all these other approaches about carb cycling or ketogenic diets or intermittent fasting. Dude, if you know, no, I just need to get more consistent, grab that simple solution and then do the work on it. Too many times we can identify what the issue is, but then we just go looking for other problems to solve instead of solving the one we have already identified, right? Consistency. Now, if you feel like you're consistent and you're eating quality foods, the next thing I want you to look at is hunger, Sometimes we eat because it's when we eat. It's our pattern. It's our routine. I wake up and I have this and four hours later I have this. But if you aren't getting results, even if you're being consistent with quality foods, you might be over fueling yourself. And that doesn't mean that I'm saying you're stuffing yourself stupid. But how often are you eating just because you always do, even though you aren't hungry or you aren't significantly hungry? So I'm not suggesting that we should white knuckle our way through hunger and make ourselves miserable, but start to familiarize yourself with degrees of hunger. And I think one of the best ways to do this, you guys know I'm a huge fan of journaling, track your hunger on a a one to 10 or a one to five scale. Before you eat, say, well, how hungry am I? Because oftentimes we'll go for the meal at that first twinge of hunger, like, oh, I'm a little hungry, time to eat. 
Well, what would this feel like in 30 minutes? For most people, 30 minutes later, it's nothing or it's the same, right? Now, if your hunger continues to grow, great, eat. But ask yourself, you know, all right, I'm starting to feel a little bit hungry. What would this feel like in 30 minutes if I just wait? That can be the improvement that you make. Hunger is a spectrum. It's not just I'm hungry, so I should eat, or I'm not hungry, so I shouldn't. It is a spectrum, and it comes in waves. When I did my five-day fast, I would feel really, really, really hungry, but then 10 minutes later, I didn't feel anything at all. So just bring more awareness and attention to how hungry am I and what would this feel like in 30 minutes? I'm not telling myself I can't have this thing, but let me just check back in 20 minutes or 30 minutes and see how I'm feeling and make an assessment then, right? So many of us are just caught up in defending what we are doing without just taking the black and white simple notice of it's not working for me, right? If your body isn't responding, it's not working for you. So first look at quality. How is the quality of your food? Where are there improvements for you to dial back on the processed things? Where can you focus more on whole food options, even if you think the processed foods are quote unquote healthy? It is a simple adjustment you can make to jumpstart your progress. The second thing you look at is consistency. Where am I inconsistent? Where am I making exceptions or where am I kind of making excuses or saying, well, this thing doesn't count or it's just this one bite? What can you do to improve your consistency? And then lastly, looking at your true need for fuel and understanding your own hunger paying more attention to when your body really needs fuel versus when you're maybe eating out of habit or out of boredom or when your hunger isn't a real true sign that you need fuel, but just rather a a habitual patterned response. And you just want to wait it out a little bit and experience more of that full spectrum of hunger. Some rules of thumb, right? For those of you, probably the majority, who are eating a few times each day, say three or more, so three meals and a couple of snacks, you don't need multiple servings of fat at each meal or snack. If you are not seeing results, look at how much fat you're eating, right? If you find that you're eating a couple or a few different types of fat with a meal, which is easy to do if you have a salad with nuts and cheese and some bacon or fatty meat like salmon and you cooked it in oil, dial it back. And work towards one serving of fat or two if you're more closer to four or five right now. Dial it a little bit back and start with that. Same thing with protein. If you aren't seeing results, especially when you feel like you're doing it right, are you going back for extra servings of protein because it's healthy, because it's a whole food, because chicken breasts surely can't make you fat? Well, overeating anything, anything can lead to weight gain, period, the end. Just because it's healthy, just because it's a whole food, doesn't mean you aren't overfueling your body. When I have clients who say, I feel like I'm doing everything right, but I'm not seeing results, I'll have them send me their journal and I'll look and I'll see, yeah, I mean, you're you're having 
two different kinds of protein at most of your meals or three or four different types of fat, even if not a lot of it, at all of your meals. So let's pick one category, dial it back a little bit. It's not so much that it's going to impact your hunger. And sure enough, you tip the scales in favor of results, right? Dial it back just a little bit. And then here's the key. Stay consistent with that change, not for a day or two, but for a couple weeks and see what happens. So much of this, guys, comes down to journaling. And I am not talking about calorie counting or macro counting. In fact, I did an entire episode on why I'm not a fan of calorie and macro counting. I'm talking just simply writing down what you eat and how it makes you feel. Paying attention to your body, novel concept, right? Working with your body instead of against it. How's my energy? How did I sleep? Am I really hungry? And I get a lot of emails about how I track, how I journal, the format I use in the show notes for this episode. The show notes live over on primalpotential.com under the podcast tab for those of you that have yet to find them. Over on the show notes note uh, page for this episode, I am going to link to a podcast I've done before on journaling, as well as to a blog that I wrote with a generic format. Also keep in mind, I have developed a 200-page, 12-week journal, which is what I give out within the Fat Loss Fast Tracks. And the next Fat Loss Fast Track, we're in the spring one right now. The next one kicks off on July 9th. There is currently a wait list up on primalpotential.com forward slash shop. And I will link to that in the show notes as well in case you want to go ahead and get on that wait list. But the keys, guy, number one, do not be attached to anything just because you think it should be working. If it's not working for you, move on. Don't be emotional about it. Don't be so defensive about it. Just change it. Focus first on quality. What can you do to improve the quality of the choices you are making and dial back any processed foods, even if you consider them healthy? Then consistency. Am I being consistent Where can I level up my consistency? And then lastly, am I exceeding my body's true fuel needs and do I need to pay more attention to my own unique hunger spectrum and make some improvements there? Love you guys. I'll chat with you soon. Have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.